Hello, this is Faye Simpson at the Lucid Body House podcast. Today's episode is called The Theater of the Body, Somatic Poetics and the Lucid Body. I'm very excited about just that topic itself because I started as a dancer and improviser myself. So I've invited two extremely talented women to have a conversation about this class that they're gonna be offering in January, KJ Holmes and Precious Jennings. KJ Holmes is a Brooklyn-based dancer, artist, actor, singer, writer, travels nationally and internationally teaching, performing, and creating. KJ has been exploring improvisation as process and performance since 1981, collaborating with many wonderful artists, musicians, dancers, and poets. She teaches at NYU, the Experimental Theater Wing, Princeton University, Sarah Lawrence College, and Movement Research. She herself has completed the School for Body-Mind Centering, the William Esper Studio, studying with the master teacher, Terry Knickerbocker, Satya Yoga with Sandra Loring, and is currently becoming an Ayurvedic practitioner. Amazing bio, KJ. And I'm gonna talk about Precious now. Precious is one of my Lucid Body teachers, I'm very proud to say. She's an adjunct faculty member at Columbia College, Chicago, in the theater and dance department. She currently collaborates with The Humans, Jane Girardi, and is a member of Chicago Moving Company. Her own research and performance practice is based in improvisation, dance, and theater. She devises scores through science, somatics, skill, imagination, esoteric practices, and psychology. Her current research is a textile-based project called Aligning the Fibers of Self, devising from the art of spinning, processing wool and natural dye processes. She's a lucid body teacher, yoga teacher, Thai body worker, and massage therapist. So welcome you two. Those, just, those two bios itself are just blowing me away because you uh, are all, you're so curious and so always moving forward in your exploration as an artist. So welcome. Thank Thanks. you. Hello. Thank you, Faye. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so this class, Theater of the Body, Somatic Poetics and the Lucid Body. So I know you two have worked together for a long time. And last year, Precious became a Lucid Body teacher. So that Lucid Body teaching has a very specific energetic language. And you two are offering this class in January. So I, I kind of want you to get into the specific impetus for doing it now and just what this collaboration means to the two of you right now in this pandemic world. Uh, KJ, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, well, it's great to be here. And I'm, I'm really excited because, uh, Faye, I also took many workshops with you at some point. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, it might have been. Yes, you did. And it was very moving for me to enter into your world at a time that I was really questioning a lot about my dancing 
and looking for more of a connection to, uh, I guess I would say the humanity of us, dance holding a lot of sensation and abstraction, and of course the body holding the person. But I wanted to find more relationship with current events and how to be an activist through the body. And it seemed like theater was a way to do that. And you, Faye, having such a strong background, as you said, in coming from dance and improvisation, that was a, a really important time for me. And I recently, I wrote you about this, I recently found a journal uh, that were from some of the workshops that I did with you, really tying in a lot of my practices of yoga and dance and theater. I've also studied with my, done Meisner technique and Grotowski technique. And so it's um, a great pleasure to be here with you. And then knowing Precious for many years uh, as a student, a friend, and also uh, an ally in this work and her going into your material and um, bringing it into her weaving in many ways. Uh, it just felt like we're both really curious about how do we make these relationships in this time when people are looking for new structures, taking from other structures and creating new ones. I mean, we can say that in our, all of our lives, we're experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. the, the beautiful thing about the theater of the body is that we're interested in how do we tap into the deepest parts of ourselves, and also find things about ourselves that are unknown to us so that we can mm -hmm. also shape what we're doing in this time remotely, locally and globally. You know, when you when I, I think we were at New School in a faculty meeting and I looked at you and I I knew who you were. I think I'd see you perform. You were sort of famous on the dance improv world and I remember thinking I, I miss dancers I got into the theater world and I, I really miss dancers and I remember thinking I want her on my side <laughs> I felt the same way about Precious when I met Precious it was like I want them in my world so it, it was a completely mutual connection and uh the politic of the body. Yeah. Cause we talk a lot about trying to get lucid body students in that place of the unknown so that they're stepping out of habit and therefore maybe stepping out of old thinking, Yeah, which is kind of what the time is calling for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also wanted to also, uh, also, also, also say, also say uh, I was in a piece that you directed called the veterans project when you were yes. developing that. And that was also a place that so many um, parts of me were coming together through being a performer in someone else's work, which I make my own work for many years. And that I brought in a, a, a family member who was experiencing her own story about her husband being in the army during the Iraq war and I mean, there was a lot of personal and theater and body coming together. And I really appreciated your directing me in that as well. Oh, I remember you dripping down that wall. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I just remember it. I have it on tape. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. And also inspiring the other actors to be as physical as you were. It was a, it was a real honor on, on my part. And um, there is something about bringing... I've, bringing 
gestures that are so large and deep that the people watching can feel their own. Precious, let me hear from you your interest in this class you're about to yeah. teach anything. Yeah, the, imp the impetus to the why, why, to the why now is really interesting to me. Um, and KJ, I think you asked me after, because I think I taught this fall, I taught uh, basics one and I was talking and I was sharing with you my experience of it. And I was like, and, and the students were very interested in, in, in the somatic part. And, and there's, there's something about this, the, the slowing down the, the, the paying attention to your body that in that kind of gets confusing for actors, I believe. So bringing in the specificity is really, really wonderful yet also allowing time and space to be, to be in that like wonderment and, and, and curiosity of really being with your, with, with yourself in, in a new way. So giving the, 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 the improvisation of that um, support of, of what KJ, of, of what KJ has to offer to support lucid body and also lucid body supporting and giving a little bit more clarity and specificity in how we work physically, vocally, and with our imaginations, because that's what Lucid it sounds like. Asks. It just sounds like a, a complete win-win for anyone taking this course, because the specificity of the Lucid Body, which is really based on actor training, mm -hmm. what does the character need, what, how do you diagnose a character, but then to open this up into the world of improv, where there is no character goal mm -hmm. mm. there is no it's really expanding mm -hmm. into places uh we know not and what was i was thinking before we started the um and i read it this week on 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 people's instagram uh, um which I, I i don't know if i first heard it from ukj or from nancy stark smith come as you are and i don't know mm -hmm. where she maybe she got it from someone else but that's what lucid body also asks you is to begin where you're at. It doesn't ask you to, to do anything more than that. To, so that was what I, yeah, the practice of that. So I want to go into something KJ um, said about like, what is somatics really? You know? <laughs> and I, you know, I'm a huge uh, Irene Dowd fan, as I'm sure you are. She taught me so much. And I want to read a quote just from her taking root to fly, just because I think it might send us off into the next question. She says, in my dream, fingers of light sent shining rivers along each rib until my entire rib cage melted down into my pelvis which expanded to embrace all. As the need to defend myself departed, my spine uncoiled. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and thank you, Irene. <laughs> thank you, Irene. And the, the whole idea of idiokinesis, that of using imagery, um, to me, I think somatics was really about listening to the nuances of the body 
to access information that the ego's not not allowing. So uh, maybe KJ, you want to start what you feel that word means or what's your relationship with it? Somatics. Yeah. Well, it's great to, I had just written down uh, the name Andre Bernard and, oh, yes. and, and right as you said, idiokinesis and uh, being a dancer for most of my life in many forms, but always feeling like I was wearing the dance and not really feeling myself within it. And discovering Andre Bernard, who was teaching in, this is in the early 80s, late, um, late 70, 79, I think I started with him at the new school, through a teacher at the new school. And he was teaching this way of using your imagination and imagery through the specificity of studying the skeletal system through drawing and tracing and, and getting to know your own living architecture with his amazing voice. He was a classical musical DJ as well. And that he led me into this world of not moving to feel myself moving, which then brought up the desire to wanna to move from there, which led me to my teachers, Simone Forti and Lisa Nelson and C. Paxton. And, and in those days, somatics was not a term used. It was called release technique or improvisation, releasing into a greater support system. Mm -hmm. And then over the last, I don't know, decade, it's been called somatics. And I love looking up words and definitions and getting to etymologies, which in a way is like studying the body, getting into physiology, I've mm -hmm. realized recently. And the word soma in Greek and Latin means the body. And in Sanskrit, which I'm mm -hmm. very much involved with through yoga and Ayurveda, it means the nectar of the gods. And to me, that's really interesting because, and I, and I use that often when I teach, because as we enter the body, we want to get into the facts, like Precious was talking about, like getting into the specificity of the structure of the contents, but we're also getting into the fictions. So the soma is both the fact and the body that we all have, but then we also go into the fictions, our ancestry, the stories we hold, what we're inventing, and we're, we're coming in touch with the parts of ourselves that are waiting for expression and as an actor to touch into these places that you need to have the resonation with in order to embody another gesture another character mm -hmm. and also as a dancer now to embody words language the musicality of the body so for me somatics became not a description but a, a way to enter the body as an imaginary location and a real place. Mm. Mm. I love that. Mm. Precious, mm. what's your uh, take on that? Well, I'm going to talk about this. I have this, I have this quote here that I, that I've been, I've been researching many things and, and, and this myth and arch archetypes are really speaking to me right now or under my understanding of them is widening as I, as I research, but, um, I have this quote that is really fascinating to me about the body, the body of myth, which is the name of the book that this comes from, uh, body of myth. So before philosophy, religion, or science, our species was awakening to that special, uniquely human self-awareness. An awareness of self was part of an internal awareness of the body of myth. So it's, kind of, it's like the, the, the very roots of us and we have an archetype exercise that 
we get it put on, which the, like in quoting you, Faye, like these archetypes are so huge that we can only energetically hold like a very small part of them. So going into the research of how we experience, which is somatic, like that meeting of, of soma and life in the body. Um, so it's like this. So go. I, yeah, I'm just going to continue on in the um, and myth is intentionally mysterious, which is really wonderful. So improvisation, right? We aren't looking for answers. We aren't looking like there isn't like an end point. We we continue to end and we begin again. We begin and end and end and begin. And so it's like there is there's. You don't have to fail because you're maybe constantly failing and finding new awareness or light or depth or darkness that wasn't there before. So creating new boundaries. This is so timely because we that have been in that open-ended improv world maybe have experienced that larger than ourselves ancestral archetypal energy but now, because of Me Too, because of Black Lives Matter, the, the average person is actually talking about ancestral mm -hmm. trauma. And as painful as that is, awareness is the beginning of mm -hmm. change. And so I'm, I'm so, I feel so hopeful that that the body the soma like you said kj which is <clears throat> which holds my great grandmother and my great grandfather and it, it holds way back to those people the dutch people that uh <laughs> colonized so many mm -hmm. people that's part of my blood mm -hmm. that's part of my baggage that's part of my pain and for me to be able to be aware of it recognize it uh, shed it, cry it, whatever mm -hmm. it is, so that it's not a blind spot that I think then creates these contractions and, and less flow of what I think ultimately we're looking for, all three of us, that, that idea that the body is a vessel mm -hmm. and that life is flowing through it and we are not judging what... Uh, what form that mm -hmm. takes rage, ugly, mm -hmm. small, scared. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so it, it just, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. a, t a teacher that I were um, um, practicing with lately. Um, she's a yogi Kundalini re defining that the other day she talked about how conflict is not trauma and like in our days right now the necessity of of conflict like rubbing up against uh that which uh creates something new and i love that distinction because like you said we have the trauma of our ancestors we have the trauma of place that we have that sense of um trying to uh, heal right, mm -hmm. through, through the arts, mm -hmm. through our lives. 
And I, and I think that's important to remember that as we go into these practices, it's not like we're just looking for the flow and, you know, like a balance mm-hmm. that's going to keep us be able to be easy, but that we're going to be pushing into things that are going to create conflict mm-hmm. to create new things, not just to create trauma, but to really mm-hmm. find the um, uh, how vibration that creates friction creates new spaces. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this teacher, her name is PSK. Uh, it was just such a beautiful distinction. Mm. And I'm thinking of that now as what you're saying. And... Yeah, I think that, that and, and I, can, I can include myself in this, I think that friction and, and walking into conflict takes courage. And it, when yeah. it's much easier to skirt around and not, and avoid the, the I mean, just look at our, bipartisan political situation right it's 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 much easier to just avoid and demonize the other side and not actually have the courage to rub up against it and and have the friction that that is caused i think i think a lot of times because it's hard to stand in your root and Mm -hmm. say i am in conflict here and i'm not going to uh it's being in conflict does not necessarily mean being hurt mm-hmm. or thrown off my mm-hmm. center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in conflict could be empowering. It's, it's still, we can agree to disagree. There can still be, there can still be heart within it. There can still be love within the conflict. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because explo- I mean, being an explo- that's like being an exploded root can be really, really, really scary. But it doesn't need to be. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be. Um, it doesn't have to be aggressive. Which in teaching, that's usually what we go to first off. But then finding all of the fine tuning of it of what what does it really mean to be grounded or feel that energy. So you go to the aggressive, and then how do you how do you start to back off, keep the grounding without right going into imploded fear um i i've recently started using these terms i actually think i got it from pear bra i was working with him in bali and uh he talked about dirty anger Mm. and clean (laughs) yeah (laughs) i remember you talking about this yeah talk more about that (laughs) and i've been starting to use it in class it's kind of scary Mm -hmm. you know to say to someone that's dirty you know (laughs) dirty anger dirty ego it's old stuff it's the Mm. that the soma the old that is that is being held and it hasn't Mm. been healed and it it particularly shows itself up with anger so um when uh, in our classes and you know kj as well because you've been in there we tend to push people towards that edge where they're going to get into a place that normally avoid and so with anger when you can finally step into that real (laughs) physical feeling of Mm -hmm. rage the adrenaline goes through and it's out of control it's the lower primitive body we are not in control and if it's dirty meaning old then we are not in control Mm -hmm. we will step into places that are we feel violent Mm -hmm. and it's very very hard to control it and it's not safe to have it on stage It's not safe for other people in the room. And it's very, very hard to come back from because uh, 
once you have that exploded root blast, it, it might take mm-hmm. days. So clean, then clean rage is when we hope in lucid body that we are offering a space where people approach that personal anger, slow, slow, slow. So, so finally, eventually they can say, yeah, I can get into rage, but it's clean. It's based on this moment, Mm -hmm. this play, this character. I can use my rage. My adrenaline is, is peaking, but I'm not out of control. Yeah, it makes me think too, as we as the facilitators for this, that idea of space is that we, and boundary and uh, location is that we're holding the space for this. It's not just anywhere, like mm-hmm. in, a, in a practice. Mm-hmm. And it makes me also think of something else this teacher said recently is that it's not so much that we're creating just a safe space, but we're creating a brave space. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah. that feeling of like, I mean, Precious and I have never done this together. So we're, and we're going to be taking each other, we're going to be taking each other's class. So we're, we're going to be in process with each other and then seeing what, what happens as well within the frame of what we can offer. Mm-hmm. And that is really a, a continuing uh, research, you know, mm-hmm. in this work that we've done all in our own way and then together through Lucid Body. Mm-hmm. Well, the two of you are so, you're physically so intelligent. Like your body, I, I would do the same. If I were collaborating with you, I'd have to take your class because my body would then feel the repercussions and then I would know how to, I could add to it or right. build mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. But, you know, sitting, I can't imagine either of you sitting on the side <laughs> taking notes. No, <laughs> no. Like... <laughs> I take notes while I'm doing it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the we're, yeah. It's, it's uh, like because we're we're in this. We're like in, we're in it. We're. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, you're in it, and you'll know then how to add to what was just what put on the on the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walk in the talk. talk. Sing, mm-hmm. sing in the song. Mm-hmm. Talk. Doing the dance. Wow. I think we've talked about, I was going to ask about, <coughs> excuse me, the, the investigation between these two practices, but I kind of think we've mm. covered that. I feel fairly clear about how, unless you have another, something you want to say about that idea of the practical lucid body connecting to the chakras, what are they, the endocrine glands, mm. and then moving into improv. That, uh, yeah, I mean, those just those the it's it's it for me, it's like it seems like it like personally for, for me that these two practices. I mean, I came to actually, I wanted to say KJ uh, earlier, <laughs> KJ is the one that brought me to you, Faye, for like I think it was like two or three oh, years. I, I don't I... know, it was like it was, it had been, it was like two or three years that I was like, oh, I'm at like a standstill. I remember driving in Maine, KJ, and it was like the third time you had told me you should look up this woman, Faye Simpson. I think she has a book now. Like, <laughs> no, I think I had the book. I had the book at one of the workshops. You did? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, because I had come to a standstill in my knowledge. I had I went um, in my knowledge and shot in my own research and chakras which ended up being all the same books that you that, that we already 
in my in my <laughs> improvisation and teaching and looking at developmental movement and like all of that um of what my teacher had given me also Nana Scheinflug and I was like I've kind of moved away from that right now in like the last like year or so and KJ's like you should look up Faye and I totally did I came came back to Chicago got online I was like I'm going to New York to take a workshop with Tiago and I was like done and then I stalked Faye back to New York and was like please let me in (laughs) 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 so such a smart (laughs) smart move I I think I, I don't, I'd almost want to say that KJ and I both knew yeah. that you knew yeah, yeah, yeah. No, KJ and I was like, this is it. Very yeah, well orchestrated. Like, this is the specificity <laughs> that I needed. And what was my, my years and the training were finding clarity even within the, so that connection between, it seems like a really natural connection for me. Um, it, which gives clarity in the body, especially when improvising and knowing the material that, and, and clarifying material before it comes out of me, even in performance or really honoring, really honoring just like really being, being able to be in a space that's unknown yet having the, that deeper sense of support or deeper level of organization of trust in the body and connection to mind um, and that connection between mind, body, and spirit. Um, You know, there's a very, I call it the eighth chakra. It's that part of us that um, looks at, that is very conscious of what we are presently mm -hmm. doing so that we're not actually in the moment because if I was in the moment, I could really Mm -hmm. punch you or I could really Mm -hmm. push you, right? We're theatrically, we're an improv is, whatever we're doing, whether it's choreographed or improvising, we have a sense of mm-hmm. overview. And I, I know improvising, and KJ, maybe you can speak to this. It, there's a sense of, what mm. did I just do? I was so mm. in flow. And so what you just said, Precious, it is a combination. Like, can you be in flow and be in the moment, but still actually remember, go back, know, and be able to, to speak to what, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it, for me, it it, it speaks to that nothing is a linear process, that the spiralic nature of us moving, even that our structures are spiralic, our bones, and that we're always returning. And so we are constantly creating a history, even as we're improvising, that we come back to. And when we practice not just doing whatever we like, but seeing what's possible, we recognize those moments that we can return to mm-hmm. and, and use them towards a new uh, invention or a new place to express something that we didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And to it's like the music. We have measures. We go back. Mm-hmm. We can sing them again. The character mm-hmm. is going to have something considering time and consistent, but what's going to un- unwind from yeah. the moment 
that's the beautiful, like, like Precious was saying, the mystery that continues. The mystery. And the, and so we're organizing chaos. It's a way, like, that's why I love Lucid Body, because it's so specific. It organizes the chaos. And you know I love quotes, so I have this other quote <laughs> that I have newly found. Go for it. Go it, for it. Um, from that same book, Body of Myth, uh, Body of Myth um, is chaos is a mask for much deeper levels of organization called nonlinear system. So you just said, you said that all wow. in there, KJ. And I was like, what? Yeah. Can you just say Chaos that again? Chaos is a mask for much deeper levels of organization called nonlinear systems. Ma You're saying mask? mask? Like a Not mask. mask. Yeah. Mask. Mm -hmm. uh, Beautiful. And I, that's what the energy centers in the chakra system give and within improvisation you can have specific you can have you can be really specific of where you're working from knowing um getting to know all of the 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 facets of an exploded heart and an imploded second um shy and but yet really loving and open-hearted right like what are the, what are those what how those just working from those two places can give you a really wide range of character. So, and, God, I'm, oh yeah, yeah. It just makes me ahead, think of you. you know another major study of mine is body mind centering developed by Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, mm -hmm. and she looks at the balancing of the neuroendocrine system, like the the endocrine system being the hot system, the chaotic system of the body, like when we go underneath into the what we hold as archetypes of our bodies chakras mm -hmm. and then the nervous system which is kind of the cool recorder of our experience so we have the the chaos in the structure in the in balancing what we know and what we don't know and giving giving voice to the chemical body is not without the sense of knowing what we know but getting to know some more mm -hmm. so that sense of um surprise and curiosity and putting aside the the need to stay with habit, mm -hmm. but knowing you can come back to it and that mm -hmm. nervous system will be like, got it. Now I can use that mm -hmm. because I got the heat, you know, integrating and integrate. I never heard, never heard that the endocrine glands are the heat and chaos and the nervous system is the cool. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I'm loving that's that. That's a great intelligence like, of Bonnie yeah. Bainbridge Cohen. I mean, she like her, her poetic, she's yeah. a poetic, you know, and, Cool chaos. Yes, That's he what is. It is. Cool, yeah. cool chaos, cool chaos. <laughs> of the nervous system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was early on with the. Yeah, she's a pioneer yeah. for sure. Yeah. Great. Definitely. Yeah, pioneer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really honor her. Mm -hmm. And it through, and she works through, yeah, I mean, Chinese, she, Chinese medicine, she integrates different practices in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as. As the, the founder of the Lucid Body, I cannot tell you how thrilled I am that this is happening. This feels like growth. It feels like we're moving into a direction. Precious is going to be bringing this in. KJ, you're going to have to come oh, teach yeah. for us. Yeah. Maybe, the two, maybe the two of you will bring this workshop in back into and... the studio to, for our teachers, maybe. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. Right. We'll talk. And I... So I am going to, oh, okay. 
I'm uh, no, I just wanted to say that I, I'll just be teaching intro, like intro to basics. So whether people have had lucid body, have no, have no acting practice, like I'm, I'll te- I'm teaching the physical warm up and the 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 entire chakra walk talk through walk through. So there's a. So this is what I want to do to end our podcast today. I want to, I want to give the details of this workshop because if I, I would take it myself, except I wouldn't want to freak Precious out. So I will not take it this time. My, my presence will not be wanted. But uh, January 11th through the 15th, 12 to 1.30 and 2.30 to 4. It's a five-day intensive Introduction to Experiential Embodiment for Actors, Dancers, Artists, and Human Beings. So how can people uh, sign up? They can go to Lucid. Um, they can send an email. Send an email to lucidpoetics at gmail.com. Lucid Is that poetics plural? Poetics? Plural. Poetic. Lucid poetics at gmail.com. So if you're hearing this, I would put, I would close this podcast (laughs) and go sign up for that class because I'm sure it's going to fill up. Uh, Thank you to so much. I am, I'm so inspired by both of you and uh, thank you for joining me and spending time with me. Thank you, KJ. Thank you, Precious. Thank you, Faye. Our pleasure. My pleasure. Looking forward to this with you, Precious. Yeah, I'm looking much forward to it with you and to the future. Yes. The future of living. So thank you, listeners. Again, this is Faye Simpson at the Lucid Body House podcast, and we will have another episode next week. Thank you. Mm -hmm.